Barack Obama approved world's greatest podcast. Hyphen Nation. I'm your host, Kellen Conley. Could I just go ahead and say that Morgantown is so, so dumb, just like the Bed Intruder song? Because not only are the students back and making it difficult to drive, because I don't know, for like the first month and a half the students are here, they slow down traffic. I don't know why. And all of a sudden, I guess people stop going to class and then traffic's not so bad. But not only that, there's all kinds of road work going on right now. All summer long, nothing was done. The students left in May. The students were gone in May. That's June, July, most of August. All these little stupid projects, all these other things been popping up here and there. Like Willowdale Road, a road that I need to take to get Aaliyah to her new babysitter when she's not going to pre-K. It's being worked on. They're paving it. They've been doing these paving projects all summer. And instead of like starting them as soon as the students leave, they wait until August. When all everybody is back and everybody's trying to drive. I go I go to get on Spruce Street today, try to take a different route to the babysitters. There's a giant crane sitting in front of the I don't want to call it City Hall, but I guess it is. Um because they're redoing the whole facade of that building. And they're just now getting around to doing this shit like seriously maybe it has to do with the fiscal year rolling over in July yada 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 I don't care but why is it is your let me know if your towns are like this too if your cities your the, the towns you live in the cities you live in let me know if they're like this too where it seems like when the downtime is available and it would make the most sense for them to do road work, they're doing it when it's a peak season. Morgantown's a little different because we are a college town. But I, I don't know. Like, if you're not a college town, I'm sure you still run into the same thing. Like, right outside of Morgantown, 15 minutes on the, uh, in between Fairmont and Morgantown. There is this bridge that they're going to start working on here soon. And they're going to be working on it at night from any day now until mid-October. You're telling me they couldn't do that in June? I don't understand. I'm a little mad. A little mad, a little annoyed. Just in case you hadn't realized yet. 
Ah, episode 72. <laughs> so, good to be back. Good to be here with y'all. School is starting back up in Morgantown. Angel went back to school last Thursday. Yesterday was her first day back with the kids. Aaliyah starts pre-K. Next Monday, going to be an emotional day for sure. My job never stopped, of course, because I don't have a seasonal job. I have a year-round job. So there's that. The Morgantown roads are still terrible. There's that. As I hit another bump. I, I am just not in the mood today. <laughs> and there is a gentleman yelling into his speakerphone, into his phone, as he walks down the street. Because it's too much effort to put the phone up to his ear. Ser seriously, people. When you're talking to somebody, it's one thing if you're at home and you throw on a speaker, you don't feel like holding the phone in your ear, and there's nobody really around to bother with it. But I don't want to hear y'all's personal conversations. I don't care. <laughs> I don't need to hear what you say to your brother or your sister or your cousin. Or your mama too. What is the point of walking around with all this freaking with your phone on speaker? Your conversation is not that important. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I just think I, I think it's rude. My like homeboy is walking down Chestnut Ridge Road, one of the busier roads in Morgantown. Just yapping away on his speakerphone. Now, mind you, he is by himself. But at the same time, do, do you think anybody cares what he's saying? No. I don't care. I don't give a damn that your car broke down and you lost your job and your girlfriend left you and your dog died. Turn off the damn speakerphone. I mean, shit, people probably think I'm weird rolling around here talking to myself. Well, I'm actually doing the world's greatest podcast, little do they know. But still, at least I have a purpose. You know? There's a reason, a method to the madness, so to speak. But just seeing a random dude, blah, 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 blah. like, whatever, dude. I'm so not here for this. To listen to you talk. I'm real ranty this morning. Yeah, don't care. This episode is sponsored by Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. It's been a minute. That's tasty. Tasty beverage right there. <coughs> this episode is also sponsored by Mark Rob. The M-A-R-C-R-O-B.wordpress.com Insightful writing from one Marcus Show and Mad Love Robinson, my semi-regular co-host of the world's greatest podcast, Hyphen Nation. I encourage y'all to check it out. And then unofficially sponsored by Radio Public. Radio Public is an app that makes 
podcast listening that much easier for you. Yeah, seriously. It's that cool. Um, If you uh, are an Android guy like myself, and you run into a bunch of those uh, pesky iTunes links that when you click them on your Android, it just brings up the iTunes page and you have no access to the actual show, Radio Public is your solution. You click that iTunes link in the Radio Public, it'll bring the show up neatly right in Radio Public. I mean, you click that iTunes link anywhere on your phone, any app, it'll bring the show up neatly on Radio Public for you to listen to. It's quite awesome. I love it. And there is yet to, I have yet to run into an iTunes link that has not been able to have been pulled up in Radio Public. So I encourage you to check that out unofficially, officially. Also heard about this new app, Downcast. I'm going to have to hop on my iPad or turn on my old iPhone and check it out. It's a a new podcast app for iOS. Uh, I don't know if we're on there yet, but it says if you're on iTunes, you should be. So if anybody can check out the Downcast app and type in hyphen, hyphen nation or uh, Lemon on the Edge, or Browns in Our Blood, or It's Like a Podcast or whatever, or Catch the Show. And let me know if we're on there, that'd be great. That would be peachy. I'll, man. Nine whole minutes in. Felt like I was talking for 25. Anyway, I wanted to amend a topic that I brought up on episode 67. If my memory serves me correctly, 67 would have been the episode with Gary. And to start off the topic before we really got into talking about wrestling, he, um, or I uh, brought up CM Punk's future because it was not that long after he had his second fight and lost to Mike Jackson. Uh, there, there were some other things I wanted to get into, though, because, of course, from the CM Punk conversation, we branched into a whole wrestling conversation, and... I I think it's time to say goodbye to our all our company. C M P U N K. He's gone. He's not coming back. Cody Rhodes just uh talked this I forget who he was talking to that that uh, one of the young bucks, maybe Nick, had reached out to Punk about doing the all-in show on September 1st in Chicago. Punk's already scheduled to do a, a signing the day before all-in in Chicago. And they said they reached out and Punk said no. But more disturbing... As long as I've tried to let my CM Punk flag fly. He hasn't given me much reason to. I mean... He... Excuse me. He no longer wrestles. He barely fights MMA. (laughs) Um, Obviously, I can't say anything. I can't fight MMA, but... He's a trained fighter that wants to do it and who has years of air quotes combat experience, so to speak, in ring experience. Whether he was 
40 when he started it or not you know certain things I just feel like would come easier for certain people and this hadn't come easy at all for CM Punk I'm not mad at his MMA career flailing I'm more mad about how bad he's looked I'm mad that yes WWE gave him a shitty time and he went out in a shitty way and they fired him in a shitty way I'm more mad that he doesn't seem to care about pro wrestling at all he's got this devil may care attitude I mean obviously it, I sound real petty but fuck it I feel petty today if you can't tell I don't know. I mean, not to say that he's shitty the fans when they come up to him and like, oh, CM Punk, I, I, I love you from the pipe bomb and that match you had with John Cena and and Straight Edge Society. All that stuff was so cool, CM Punk. Yeah. Not to say he's a dick for that, but I'm just... <sighs> it feels like I'm, hang I'm holding on to a hope and a dream of somebody that doesn't exist anymore maybe didn't even exist in the first place like I have been watching wrestling off and on again since roughly 2007 I was real big in Attitude Era I fell off after I went to college in 2001 but 2007 is definitely when I started watching Raw at least turning it on pretty regularly to check things out and from there I mean that branched into me finding out Thomas in the, was in the wrestling and then me finding out Moose was in the wrestling and then us re watching Wrestlemania together in 2009 and 2010 and 2011 and eventually from there we watched the Rumble together and it was normally Elimination Chamber in between that and in WrestleMania, and then of course, the night after WrestleMania, 26 is when, 27, wait, 27, 27 was the night that they announced that The Rock and John Cena would be facing off in next year's WrestleMania, me, Anthony, and Thomas, and Moose made a pact to go to WrestleMania, we did it, and of course, along the way, that, that got me invested regularly again, but then the pipe bomb happened, and for the first time in years, I had a guy that I supported, CM Punk, and he gave me three damn near great years. The last year wasn't so great. He was sick, obviously, we know now. He was burnt out. He wasn't getting breaks. We know all that happened. Um, but still, even with all that, I was still a fan, bar none. Every CM, almost every CM Punk shirt that came out, I had it. I didn't get like the, I didn't get the one that he wore at WrestleMania 29. I didn't love it. The one that had, I it looked like he was on a playing card and he... 
it was like real kind of artsy and I didn't really love it it looked good on him but I didn't think it would look good on me so I never pulled trigger on that one I didn't get any of the breast cancer awareness shirts thought about it and then there may have been a few designs here and there that I missed but I have all these CM Punk shirts and for years I would wear my CM Punk shirts proudly no problem but then as the years have gone by I, I just gotten a little less proud to wear them you know like this guy's not doing anything he's not fighting he's not wrestling he's writing comic books I haven't bought any of his new merch from Pro Wrestling Tees. I think some of it's cool, but I feel like some of it is a little too... I'm CM Punk, fuck you, if that makes any sense. But then CM Punk was my guy. And this is for someone to show I'm saying that he's not my guy. I've always said on here that I will and always continue to be a CM Punk guy. But right now, I'm having doubts. Before Punk, I liked Orton. Cena was fun. I didn't really gravitate to him yet. Daniel Bryan wasn't... He was like a year or two away from the run that he's on now where he became a character. He became Dolph. I really liked his work, but he was just a toiling heel in the mid-card. The Shield wasn't a thing yet. So... Oh, I, I like John Morrison. I like The Miz. But there really wasn't anybody for me to gravitate to like, this is my guy. Like, Stone Cold was my guy. The Rock was my guy. Hell, I'll say it, despite his racist undertones, Triple H is my guy. Sting is my guy. Ric Flair is my guy. Nash was my guy. Never was big on Goldberg. Hogan was my guy when I was a kid. And when he came back to WWE with the red and gold, he was my guy. Now he's just a guy who's racist. Shawn Michaels is my guy, but I didn't learn that until later. Bret Hart is a guy who I respect a lot, but he's not one of my guys. Before I say my guy, again, I just want to say that I, I don't I don't know. It's I gotta give up the ghost, man. It's time to put the t-shirts away in the fandom and everything else. And just enjoy that era for what it was and let it go, Elsa. I uh actually tore my original uh, Best of the World shirt, the, the Ringer tee with the, the first logo they wore the first time in uh, Chicago Money and Bank in 2011. And then, of course, they made an adaption of it and, and printed money for months selling those t-shirts. I tore it on something, and I was very upset. Like, me and Angel were, were having a moment, and uh, I tore it on something. I was mad. I said something along the lines of, this is the last shirt my mama saw me performing, and blah, blah, blah. And uh, Angel went and got me another another shirt. I mean, it's, it's perfectly nice. It looks just like my original shirt from WWE. Angel's taken to wearing my 
CM Punk shirt with a hole in it. Night clothes, of course. She's not raggedy or anything. Nice try. The most disturbing news outside of like recent news, outside of Punk losing and uh, his fight and you know, his general distaste for I don't want to pro wrestle. I don't want to pro wrestle. Blah, blah, blah. Hockey, hockey, hockey. I only care about these things and AJ. I don't know. Like, it's social media. I know. But a part of me kind of wants him to be a little bit more of a person, you know? Don't be such a douche. But here, here's probably the... This is the straw that broke the camel's back right here, ladies and gentlemen. <coughs> Cole Cabana, who Punk was on um, trial with because he went on uh, Colt's podcast, which I don't even know if he's still producing or not, Art of Wrestling, and about six or so months after he got married and fired from the WWE, Punk told his side of the story about what happened um, and how we all got here to this point. Dr. Amon and WWE sued for defamation, blah, 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 whole bunch of money. Punk and Colt were on trial together. They're, while they were both being tried uh, together, they had separate legal teams. But Punk apparently told Colt, his longtime friend, from way back before any of this money shit happened, hey man, I'll take care of your lawyer fees, your court fees, I'll take care of it. Because in reality, Punk is the one who went on the show and aired out his grievances and then WWE sued. Also, I think... There may have been several opportunities for Colt to remove the podcast, and he refused to do so. So that's a little bit on Colt, too. But apparently, after telling Colt that he would pay his his uh, court costs and lawyer fees and all this stuff, since obviously Punk has more money than what Colt would have as an independent wrestler slash podcaster, Punk is now refusing to pay. And now Colt is taking Punk to court for his money that he was apparently promised. One of the things about Phil that I always fucked with was how whenever somebody would like do an interview about him, like and like especially on the CM Punk DVD and like the, the ones that are really his friends, like that dude from uh I wanna say his rancid. I might have the band wrong. Uh, he's one of his close friends. Like when AJ talks about him, when Kofi talks about him, when Colt used to talk about him, Jericho, uh, all these guys, Heyman, who have had exposure to Punk on a regular basis, uh, Rock, none of them have ever said CM Punk's a shit guy. I don't like CM Punk. Well, it seems like because Punk has put himself in such a bubble away from the world that he's made himself into a shitty guy. All he does is train MMA, hang out with AJ, hang out with Larry, I think that's the dog's name, 
tweet about hockey if it's hockey season. And that's it. I don't think he's writing comics no more. He don't want to wrestle. He don't want to commentate. I don't know, man. But I'm going to go ahead and mark this down. That on this day, as hard as it is for me to say this, I am no longer a CM Punk guy. No longer. Believe it or not. I will be retiring my CM Punk t-shirts. All six of them? Is there six of them? Let's see. There's the original joint with the ringer. And then there was uh, the yellow joint, which I already um, which is already in my drawer. And then there was the um, the one about the rock boots uh, or knees to faces. I have that one. I have the black best in the world shirt. I have the one where he's holding the arrows. I have the one with the fist crossed across the chest. I have a lot of CM Punk shirts. What I would like to do to honor him, honor that time period in my life and in his life, would be to get a shadow box, I think they're called. One of those things they put jerseys up in. Put each shirt in there. As well as a picture of Punk from that era. Era. And just go ahead and put it up in the man cave whenever that gets done and just kind of leave it at that just put all the shirts there and just let that rest of perpetuity I can't talk perpetuity whatever just just let that stand forever perpetuity it's P-E-T E-T I don't know I don't know how to say it I'm not on top of my game Uh, so that's my feelings. I mean, if he shows up at all in on September 1st and does some wrestling stuff, does that change? Uh, maybe. <laughs> but I don't know, man. Been holding on to this dream of this guy for so long, and it's just weird now. You know? Like, even if I was a, always a Cena guy, at least I could rock Cena stuff proudly if he didn't have ugly-ass shirts. I'd be like, hey, it's John Cena. He never turned his back on the wrestling world. Stone Cold did, but we all forgive Stone Cold for what he did. The Rock never turned his back. He just went and got rich and then came back. So I don't know, man. We'll see what happens September 1st, but I'm going to say that the the CM Punk era of my life is over. Finally, as some may say. It's just it's just weird to be rolling around CM, CM Punk t-shirts in 2018, man. It's been four years. I can't believe it either. It's been seven years since the pipe bomb. Seven freaking years. 
holding on to things that nobody else cares about anymore. Especially CM Punk. Alright, man. So, next topic. We have the 27 minute mark. I don't know why I'm announcing that to you, but I'm just trying to keep track here because it's been a minute since I've gone solo and I really thought that ran about the traffic and everything else is like 15 minutes. It was only 10, so I was making sure I actually had something to work with here. And this probably be a short topic. I don't know. Since Aaliyah's been born, I've been to a lot of zoos, man. A lot, a lot of zoos. And there's one conclusion that I can draw from all these zoo trips that I've made. And that conclusion is that I don't like zoos. <laughs> I don't think I've ever really liked zoos. Like, I never remember being that kid who was like, Oh man, let's go see the orangutans. I want to go see the, the monkeys and the lions and tigers and bears and what. Nah, I never was that kid, man. I was like, let me have my Legos and let me go to my room. Let me have my action figures. Let me go outside. You know, let me let me do something else. I'm never big on feeding the animals. It was never my thing. I don't know why. It's just the way it is. Things will never be the same. Last time, I think I remember going to a zoo before Leah was uh, it might have been in 2010 when WV went to the Final Four in Indianapolis. Janice was nice enough to get me and Angel tickets. And Nikki and her douchebag, whatever he was. So all four of us went up there. And we ended up going to Indianapolis Zoo on Saturday. To uh, kill some time. Because WVU had lost on Thursday. When's the Final Four play? They play yeah, Saturday night. So we got up there on Friday. Or Thursday. Wait a minute. We just went to the zoo. And the zoo was fine. I mean, there was dolphins and aquarium stuff. and I just don't care. I don't want to go watch an animal be captive. Like, what's the point? And they charge you outrageous prices and then you get to feed them sometimes. I mean, and there's adults that love going to the zoo. Like, they'll be like, yo, you want to go to the zoo? Let's go, motherfucker. Let's go to the zoo. Yeah. Turn up, turn up, turn up. And I'm like, man, fuck the zoo. <laughs> It's never never been my thing. So, since Ali has been born, there's a zoo in Preston County. It's like, uh, I don't know, half an hour, 40 miles, five minutes away or so. Called Hovatters. It's a smaller zoo, but they have a nice selection of animals. They have giraffes that you can feed. One of the things I do like about the zoo is they have this uh, little bird cage you can go in and they give you like feeding sticks to the birds and then the birds all land on you and they, they eat the food and they hang out. They may poop. They didn't poop on me thankfully but they are birds so there is that. But I enjoyed that part. I like feeding the giraffes. I think that's cool. But feeding the goats and the monkeys and looking at the lion that's not doing anything and looking at the tigers that's not doing anything and looking at the giant 
piece of cattle that has this huge horn on his head and he has to keep it tilted because his, his head's not strong enough to keep it completely straight plus there's some kind of fluid in there because God hates this animal I just don't see the appeal man I don't so we've been we've been the hoe batters at least, I've at least been once a summer since Aaliyah has been born yeah that feels about right then there's uh, the DC Zoo that we went to uh, on one of our trips to see Nikki. That was awesome. Let's go see some animals in cages. Let's look at the reptiles. Let's watch the dolphins if they have them. Oh, look. Super cool. I'm, just, like, I'm, I'm getting bored talking about it. Like I'm just not a dog, per- or dog person. I'm not an animal guy like that. Like, I like Brooklyn, our dog. I've never been the one to be like, oh, Brooklyn. That was always Angel. Always been Angel. I make over the dogs at home a little bit more because uh, they were my mom's dogs and dad takes care of them now. Well, not they wasn't before, but, you know, but they're, they're, they're Bichon Frises. They're more friendly and cuddly and everything else like I got Dan Chihuahua who gets diarrhea and throws up on the floor and barks all the time and has obnoxious gas and wants to bite you if you try to give him a bath but I like Brooklyn I ain't gonna say I love him uh, what other zoo I went to the Columbus Zoo not too long ago last time we went to go to see our friends in Columbus Went to the Columbus Zoo. It was super duper fine. Walked around. There's some playground stuff the kids could check out. Walked around. Saw some animals. I like aquariums a little bit better. I will say. Because sea life fascinates me a little bit more than wildlife. Plus they're in more of a natural habitat it's like you're in water yeah you're not in off the coast of of um madagascar where you normally would be but you're in water you're a fish you're getting food you don't give a fuck i'm not an animal rights person either but i really don't want to go see an animal hanging out in captivity man this is not like why hey let's go look at it yo let's go check out uh uh, let's go see the Panthers, man. Alright, let's go to the Panther cage. Damn, they're laying around. You know why they're laying around? Because they're trapped. Come on, man. I am not a fan. I'm sorry. Went to, uh... Went to the park in Disney. Can't even remember what it's called. <coughs> Excuse me. This cough. Sorry. Disney. Zoo. Yeah. Let's see. Animal Kingdom. Went to Animal Kingdom. Don't get me wrong. One of the more massively scaled zoos I've been in. Um, they Plus they have a little safari feature where it's more like they're out and you're just kind of on their grounds and stuff. It's not so much bears in cages kind of thing 
Hope Adders has a bear too. That was okay. If I had to pick, I'd go to Animal Kingdom. Because it's Disney, you know? It's not just a zoo. You're going, you're in Animal Kingdom, you're at Disney. So, I don't see what the big deal is about Zeus. <laughs> and, and there, I will continue to take Aaliyah to Zeus forever as long as she wants to go, one, go to one. I don't care. I'd much rather take her to a place like uh, we stopped at Chickatee Island. Is it Chickatee or Astee? Astee Island, like close to Ocean City. They have like they have wild horses that run free and stuff like that. I'd rather go to a a wildlife kind of preserve kind of thing where it's like you can see them in air quotes their natural habitat versus look at me I'm in a cage I ain't doing nothing it's super awesome. I keep wanting to make a a cage metaphor with slaves, but I don't think that's necessary. I don't know, man. And plus, with the invention of technology and the internet, if I want to see some lions, man, I'll just go to YouTube. For, like, lion compilation video, I bet you there's hours worth of entertainment right there. And I'm seeing a lion in its natural habitat versus seeing a lion bored as F because it's super hot and he's stuck in his box. Why are you so angry today? I don't know why I'm so angry. Zoos are stupid. I have no idea why I'm so angry. <sighs> I say that to say this. I just don't get it. If you're a zoo person, good for you. If you're not, then you're with me. I tell you what, though. One of the things I do like about going to the zoo is they do have some nice food stands, and so... Yeah, I can get my grub on while I'm getting my walk on, and that, I don't have a problem with that part, you know. So really, if you see me in a zoo, it's probably because I'm thinking about what I'm going to eat there. Speaking of eating, next topic, breaking news. First time on a podcast that I'm admitting this. I have been, along with Angel, on the keto diet for some time now. I think we're, uh, let's see, her birthday was in June, we were on the keto diet then, so I think it was sometime in June, so it's been about almost two months that uh, we've been on the keto diet. What the keto diet is, is low carb, high fat, essentially. I don't want you... Writing down what I'm saying, Google Docs. Thanks a lot. Big Brother's watching. And at first, when Angel told me all about it, I'd heard of keto before. My friend Caitlin, who I used to work with at United 2, has been doing keto for a while now. When I first heard about it, I was like, oh, fuck that. You want me to stop eating bread and rice and french fries and... Um, tater tots and hash rounds and sugar ice cream uh, 
all candy, gummy worms, gummy bears, um, all this stuff that I love. You want me to stop drinking my my little Lipton juices that have all these sugars in them and and soda? And I'm like, fuck that! I ain't out. This ain't gonna work. This ain't gonna work for me. I'm not the most agreeable husband in the world, and let me just say I didn't say it like that. I was just kind of like, yeah, I'll do it, but uh, I don't really think I like it. But let me tell you about something about keto. <coughs> I haven't done a world's worth of research into it other than what Angel knows. I haven't read a bunch of books. I haven't been studying websites. I haven't been studying charts like I'm studying for this in a, for this uh, fantasy league draft that's coming up soon. Haven't been doing any of that. What I have been doing is I got the basics down. And something that she's been doing is she's been tracking everything on her her carb tracker or whatever it's called and trying to get a certain amount of fats and only a certain amount of carbs, only a certain amount of this, that, and the third. And I've tried to do fitness tracking like through my fitness pal like a couple years ago. Like it's been off and on. It's been a few years since I've actually done it, but I've tried to do that shit. And I hate it. And I always go over. They'd be like, all right, so if I eat this and that, and it's like, all right, so you're allowed this many calories a day. And it's like, I'm like, oh, cool, I'm doing all right. And then I eat something else. Because the thing is, I was just trying to watch my calories, not so much what I was, well, I was trying to watch what I was eating, but the stuff I was still eating was still filled with calories, man. It was so frustrating. And then my, and then my weight would just stay the same, you know? Wouldn't drink enough water, yada, yada, yada. So I'm, one thing I said right up front, I'm like, I'm not tracking anything. I do not want to be doing it. I, if, I have to, if I'm tracking, I'm going to hate it and I'm going to want to quit sooner. Like, I'm not going to stick with it because I'm just going to get frustrated. So I was very resistant at first. I knew I couldn't eat bread, couldn't have rice, like normal stuff. Like there's certain vegetables I can't have, which is still crazy to me. Can't have carrots can't have uh, peas. I think I have green beans. Can't have uh, corn. Corn. No corn on the cob this summer. No grilled corn on the cob. I might have to bring it out for Labor Day, though. They're all huge sources of carbs, man. And you're like, fruit. Fruits are good for you. Uh, I can have little strawberries. I can have a few th- slices of tomato. I can't eat a whole tomato. No tomato sandwiches. Orange, all citrus is out. It's too naturally sweet. Yeah, I know I'm down in this, but I just want y'all to understand what all this stuff that I can't eat is, essentially. No sweet potatoes. So at first I was like, man, I ain't gonna be able to eat nothing. She's like, you can eat bacon and meat. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's cool. Damn, I want some french fries. I want some chips. You know? So the first weekend was rough. The first week was rough. But something that I actually decided I wanted to do was take the time to kind of find the... I stopped being a bitch about it. (laughs) That's the only way to put it. I decided to stop being a bitch about it. And... So, 
I went to the grocery store with Angel one weekend, and I was like, all right, so what can we have out of this stuff? Like, I'm, we're looking at these things. Like, what can I have? And she's like, you're, you're, you don't have a carb limit. So you're looking for things that have roughly less than 10 carbs. And then if, uh, and we're talking about like different foods, like pickles are good, cucumbers are good and stuff. But then, uh, for example, I found out yesterday, uh, I was drinking some coffee at work cause I really needed something and I was going to make tea cause we have non-dairy creamer, which I can have, but I wouldn't go, but then coworker wanted coffee. So I threw in the coffee and she was like, uh, I have a sweet Italian cream yeah, creamer. And I was like, you know what? Let's do it. I'm fine with that. I, I, a little cream ain't going to hurt me. It's not going to ruin my whole diet. So I look at it. It only has six carbs on it. See, that's good. It only has six carbs. Most creamers like that, um, they have, because of the sugars and everything, like say your hazelnuts, your French vanillas, your uh, caramel macchiato flavors, those are have tons of carbs and sugars in them, so I can't eat them. So she's like, if you're looking at this, then you're looking at the carbs. If the carbs are low, then look at your dietary fiber. If there's dietary fiber, you can subtract whatever the dietary fiber is from the carbs, and that lowers the total carbs. And then there's like aspartame and uh, not sucralose, sucrose maybe that I that we can't have. So if, as long as it doesn't have if it, as long as the carbs are low, dietary fiber ha- is in there, there's no aspartame, and there's no sucrose, then I can have it. Once I understood that, and then once I started doing a little research as to what I could snack on, because I'm a big snacker, it got a little easier. So for a while there, I was killing it on the um, p- pistachios, killing the pistachio game. But I was literally killing it. Like, I would sit there and just pistachio, 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 pistachio. And that, that's not good. I mean, it's fine if you're going to eat, like, a little, like, hell, let's say a, a third of a cup from a measuring a cup of uh, pistachios, if you do that. But if you're like me, like, when I went to Columbus the weekend we went to the zoo, I was just sitting there watching TV, just pop, 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 just eating away. Not a care in the world. That wasn't good for me. So, cheese sticks are cool. So, I've been really big on cheese sticks. Angel's been eating pecans. I like pecans, but as a kid, I also would wake up late at night sometimes. Or, hell, I wouldn't even wake up. Sometimes I wouldn't go to sleep and then stay up late to watch TV. And normally, uh, Conan O'Brien was on. And I went on a snack on. So, my little ass would sneak all the way across the house into the pantry and still, uh, it was it was stealing because I wasn't asking nobody. I would take, um, I think I stole a couple pie fillings. And I would eat some of those. That was disgusting, by the way. The apples was fine, but the cherries, oh, they taste too. We're not baked. It just tastes too out of the can. But I, I grabbed whatever nuts were available. So walnuts, uh, pecan, pecans, pecans. I think there was another one mom used to keep around and I'd just take them back and munch them but I would just eat so much of them that I'd be like oh my god I'm gonna die I'm so sick of these things and I'd have to hide them after because he couldn't couldn't have a whole bag of walnuts that was in the pantry at one point and then two days later all of a sudden there's only a quarter of a bag left because your uh, 
12-year-old son decided he wanted to wake up middle of the night and watch TV until like 4 in the morning before his dad woke up. Which I, I did plenty of times. So, yeah. I'm not big on pecans. But the the I say all that to say this. That since I started, shout out to Jordan Clan, Monster Lung, messaging me in the Browns in our blood group chat. Um, I, I, I'm down 25 pounds. I started at 249 when I got on the scales, like right before we started. And since then, thanks to the keto diet and me eating a bunch of meats, not eating breads, throwing buns off burgers, avoiding chips and fries for the most part. Uh, we did go off the diet in Ocean City and there's been times recently where we've been eating some ice cream on the weekends and getting some fries here and there but since then I've lost 25 pounds according to the scale this morning I lost 27 pounds but it's hard for me to think that I actually dropped 2 pounds from yesterday morning to today I mean I don't know I drink a ton of water now (coughs) 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 I try to keep the sugary drinks to a minimum. I do have Duncan this morning, but I was on that side of town and I, had, I really wanted Duncan and I'm kind of disappointed now. Because I was just like, yeah, give me some, give me your uh, regular coffee and put three creamers in it. And it's not very good. Poor me. So the keto diet's working pretty well for me. Angels also lost around 20 pounds or so. It's harder for women to lose weight, of course, which isn't fair. Men are trash. But I just wanted to share that with y'all, especially since I hit a little milestone that I'm 25 down. So keto's working for me. I'm going to continue to do keto. But Labor Day is coming. So there may be some grilled corn on the cob in my future. Just saying. Just saying. Last topic. And I, this normally would go under the recommendations, but there was a game, a video game that came out for PS3. Sorry, PS4. If it was PS3, I'd own it already. PS4 in April or something like that. The game is called Detroit Become Human. I don't remember if I mentioned it on the show before. Maybe as a recommendation. But if you're into the walk, the Telltale series, any of their games, The Walking Dead, uh, Batman, Guardians of the Galaxy, Back to the Future, if you're into that, or if you've ever played the game Heavy Rain, which I have not, but the same team who did Heavy Rain is involved with Detroit Become Human. I think you should check this out. I came across this because I follow Chris Move on YouTube, who I was mad at recently because, one, he's not doing uh, Telltale games anymore, and he just left a Batman season, like, dangling without finishing it. And I've been following his choices for two seasons at this point. So I'm going to start over with Swing Point. Recommendation right there, Swing Point's YouTube channel. I really like him. He does a good job. 
watching Chris Smooth's videos, and he posts this video about, he's like, yo, I got this preview for this new game. I mean, I got this new game early. It's called Detroit Become Human. Um, we're going to check this out, and if y'all like it, keep hitting that like button, and we'll keep playing the game. So I checked it out, and what Detroit Become Human is about is you you are, I think it's 2038. I think that might be the right year. The world has now advanced to the world of having androids. And just like the cars of the previous years, previous centuries, how they used to come out of Motor City, Detroit, it seems that these androids are also coming out of Detroit and being distributed all over the country. Maybe not all over the country, but at least we can say that Michigan definitely has androids. Now... Androids are supposed to be completely compliant with whatever their um, human host tells them. Do the dishes, walk the dog, run to the store, um, give me a bath. I, yes, it's in the game too. Give me a BJ, uh, give me a Blumpkin, like all that stuff. They're supposed to be completely compliant. They're, the androids are able to interact with humans and have conversations, but they're not supposed to feel emotion. Well, to begin the game, you are this android named Connor. And he's supposed to be like the top of the line android. He's a police android. Where he's brought in the crime scenes to help investigate. He goes to this house. He gets yelled at by this woman who is clearly distraught. And already and hates androids. And so he's looking for clues. SWAT is there. And SWAT is looking for clues, and they don't want Connor's help. They're unfriendly to Android. The Android starts uncovering things. He realizes that uh, the woman's husband was murdered by an Android, so that's why he's here. They, he has to find the Android, and they, and apparently the Android has their little girl hostage. So you're looking through the place, trying to find the Android, trying to find clues. Eventually, you find the Android and the little girl. They're standing on the other side of a pool on a rooftop. You're walking out, and then as you're walking out, you're making choices to try to either convince the android to not jump, to put down his weapon, because I think he has the gun on the little girl. And he was mad because the family that he was with wanted to replace him with a newer model. So he's feeling emotions, and he became what um, what is a big term in the game is he became deviant. And when an android's deviant, it means he's no longer working correctly. But what it really means is the android is becoming its own entity and actually feeling feelings and understanding what their life is about, so to speak. So your goal on um, Why on the Rooftop is to save the girl on Chris Moose play, 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 playthrough. Chris Moose playthrough. He was able to saved the little girl and he pushed the android off the roof while he saved the little girl and sacrificed himself at the same time because he's an android he can be rebuilt and just his memories are automatically uploaded to the cloud and they just put the memories back in and then they just go on to the next connor so this is how the game starts and then from there you meet um our other two antagonists our next or protagonist next one her name is kara she is getting picked up from a store by a, a scroungy looking gentleman who takes her home and 
and I might have her and Marcus mixed up. I'm going to say her story anyway. She goes home and she sees there's a little girl and then they got this this dirty looking dude who's this girl's father and he does this drug that's in the game that uh, is real popular and and then uh, she's doing like menial tasks and making dinner and things like that and eventually comes down so she's making dinner so they sit down to dinner the uh, mom and or the dad and daughter Kara is uh, just walking around doing things the dad who is pretty much your picture your 80s wife beater trash dad alcoholic drugged out fuck my kid I'm gonna beat my kid kind of dude so he's yelling at this little girl and the little girl can't be more than six or seven years old seven or eight let's say seven or eight I'd say she's around Clementine's age from uh when uh Walking Dead season one happened Telltale and he's like, oh, he smacks the crap out of her and she runs through the room and he just keeps getting mad. And he's like, I'm going to go up here and teach you a lesson, Alice. That was her name. And so Kara's just sitting there. He's like, don't you move. And Kara's just standing there. And this is like one of the first parts of the game where you get to choose your path because you could either essentially stay still, which isn't any fun because then Kara, he goes upstairs and beats the hell out of Kara. Or not care out of Alice, out of the little girl, which is great. Uh, but he actually, or you can become deviant and go save the little girl. And then there's different options and ways you can save the girl. You can end up uh, killing uh, the dad. You can talk some sense into him. There's different things. And whatever options, whatever outcome you take, all the paths branch out. Where Telltale has a couple things that'll be a little different if you do this different or if or something will carry over from the first Walking Dead game to season three of the Walking Dead game. Uh, they're very mind, they're very small details. They're big plot points for the games, but it's not a whole lot of uh, diversity. Detroit Become Human is all about these branching paths. Every decision you make in the game, from even the littlest thing, can completely alter the ending of the game. And that's what makes it incredible. Even watching it. I know the whole game inside out now. Between watching Chris Moves playthrough and Swing Point's different check videos, I have seen everything there is to know about Detroit Become Human, but I'm still dying to play it myself when I get my PS4 here, hopefully soon. From from Kara in that situation when we meet Marcus. Marcus is an android for a rich painter. Uh, he is a quadriplegic or paraplegic, and and him and Marcus have a very father son bond kinda. This is the first time we see anybody in the game be nice to an android, because because androids have shown up, jobs are being taken by these androids. And the general feeling of the populace is they can't fucking stand androids and they treat them like shit. So there's a lot of racial undertones in uh, in this as the androids have essentially taken on a person of color throughout uh, in, in this video game. But Marcus works for his uh, rich painter. They have a father-son bond. Marcus goes and picks up some paint for him. He runs into... Some protesters who proceed to start whipping his ass, and then the cop finally breaks it up. He goes home, and 
he's talking to Carl and Carl's like, I can't believe they did this to you. Marcus, I want, I want you to paint. You're your own person. Um, I want you, I want to see what you see and you get to choose what you paint there. And then from there, I don't know if it's back to back or if it's a little later at night. I feel like it's later at night, but Carl has a son who's addicted to drugs and he comes by asking Carl for money. Carl saying no. Uh, Marcus is just kind of standing inside, letting it happen. And then he starts fighting with the android, saying that Carl likes Marcus better than him, and yada, yada, yada. And then you have the choice to either take the ass whooping. If you take the ass whooping, then Carl will live. Or wait. Yeah, if you take the ass whooping, Carl will die immediately. If you don't take the ass whooping, then you'll shove the sun. The sun will smack his head off of a piece of equipment that's behind him. And it looks like he's dead. But it turns out the sun's not dead. And for months, while I was watching these videos on YouTube, I thought the sun died when you pushed him. Because immediately after, Marcus had called the police because they thought there was a break-in. Police come in, see that... Uh, See that uh, the the sun is on the ground and not moving, and they immediately shoot Marcus. And then Marcus is almost dead, and he's in a junkyard, and <laughs> has essentially find parts of himself, parts he needs from other androids in the junkyard in order to continue the game. It's really freaking cool. But you you don't actually kill the sun because the sun leaves a message, uh, like a, a voice, a video message on the answering machine, because you can. If you killed the son, then Carl lives longer in the game. And then if you go to Carl's house later, you'll play this video message. And you actually see where the son is like, I'm getting off drugs, Dad. I'm really sorry about all this. Um, it wasn't my intention. Uh, I'm hoping to see you tomorrow. And you can see where, because of what happened, the son's making positive choices now. And I've went on a lot about this game. And that's just the starting point for these three characters. So you got Connor, who is the uh, the crime scene investigator, essentially. The, the android policeman. You got Kara, who is like the android housekeeper, who has chosen to protect this little girl and gone deviant. Then you have Marcus, who either goes deviant and beats the hell out of um, his care um, out of his boss's son, Carl, or gets his ass whooped and then Carl dies. And then from there, everything branches off. And the stories intersect. They go in and out. I watched Chris Moo's whole playthrough. I have not watched all of um, Swing Points. Most of the Swing Point stuff I watched is different checks to see the different outcomes and things that, that happen. But please, 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 if you don't have a PS4 or you don't have any interest in playing this game yourself... But you're into watching YouTube videos. Take the time to look up Detroit Become Human. What up, though? And watch this video game. Because it's very cinematically driven. That's one thing I like about watching certain things on YouTube. I can't sit there and watch a God of War video. I don't care. I'm not going to watch him play God of War. I'm not going to watch somebody play um, Call of Duty. Or I'm not going to watch somebody play Fortnite. But I will watch the hell out of what I'm currently watching, which is the Telltale Michonne game. I'll watch it, because it has a story. Check out Detroit Become Human. It's super cool, and if you get as invested as me, 
as invested in it as I did. Check out the difference checks. And you can see everywhere this game goes. And I cannot wait to get my hands on it. I just had to say that. I've been waiting for months to talk about the trip become human. Recommendation only have one. I think. And that's another Chris Move video actually. That would be... Uh, Long Shot 2 is out for Madden 2019. Madden 19. And, and I talked about Long Shot before on the show. Long Shot was this little kind of point click and play mode that Madden put in last year. You play as a, a character named Devin Wade and you're on a reality show called Long Shot and it's your chance to get into the NFL draft and then your friend Colt Cruz is there with you. It was really entertaining and a lot of fun to watch last year. Um, they brought it back this year and I immediately ran into a bad review of it so I kind of put it off. This year it's less of the point and click stuff so there's not a whole lot of uh, actually there I don't think there's any options where you get to make choices like you did in the first one the only thing you do in this game is watch it and then play the football so I'd say that's a downgrade from last year where you're more actively involved in choosing what happens in the story because I think this one just has a set outcome no matter what of course Chris moved in losing the football game so maybe not <laughs> I'm sure there's there's bad endings too uh, but as far as the story goes, it was a nice continuation of the original Longshot. If you played it yourself or you checked out Longshot um, on YouTube like I did, again, I recommend Chris Smooth's playthrough. And Smooth doesn't actually say anything unless he's playing football. So it's not one of his regular commentaries where he will make comments here and there as he goes along. He did that in the first Longshot. This time he just let, let the thing play, and then when he's playing football, that's when he came in. So... I highly recommend that. I really enjoyed that, too. Uh, anything else that I could recommend? Better Call Saul came back. I haven't watched any of it, but make sure that you're checking that out. Uh, one of my favorite shows. They're on season four now. Getting closer to finding out how uh, how our Jimmy, Jimmy McGill become, breaks bad and becomes Saul Goodman. So that's always exciting. Tomless. Uh, they wrapped up season two not too long ago and they got a movie to finish things off and save Rufus because apparently Rufus is gone. What else am I watching? Making my way through Orange is New Black with Angel. Still working on The Office. I'm closing in on the end of season eight. I'm going to have a massive discussion about The Office when I get there. And I'm not watching anything else. Not reading anything currently, even though I should be getting ready for this fantasy football draft this Sunday. Fighting off this stupid cold. I think this cold is from my lack of vitamin C. And it won't go away, because I have this cough. And I've had it for a little bit now. And I think it's because I'm don't have i not getting regular vitamin C from because of the keto diet. I think I have a little bit of the keto flu, and it's all in my face and my nose right now. And my, my chest. I'm working on it, though. So excuse the coughing. So ladies and gentlemen, you can find Hyphen Nation on iTunes, on Google Play, on Google Podcast. You can find Hyphen Nation on Stitcher. That's a real good place, I've heard. People like Stitcher. Uh, you can also find Hyphen Nation on YouTube. I just 
finally got YouTube updated. Yeah, youtube.com slash b hyphen. You can find it right there as well. Um, all 72 episodes will be up there. 71's up there currently. Who else? Who else? Tune in app. Find us on there. Overcast. Pocket Cast. There's an RSS feed, which uh, in case you don't know, you can find that on the hyphenation uh, page on hyphenpodcastgroup.com. Take that RSS feed. Or you can use feeds.feedburner.com slash hyphenation2016. Take that RSS feed. You turn that some bitch sideways. And you can get all 72 episodes of Fire! What it is. Cheer. Uh, where else? Uh, Player FM, Radio Public. It's on there. If you Google hyphen uh, nation podcast, there's a bunch of options to listen to it there. Let's see what comes up. That people want to know. Yep, Stitcher, Stitcher, Player FM, tune in. Uh, Hyphenation Pod on Twitter, at Hyphenation Pod, yeah. Uh, there's YouTube. Yeah, so there's several. Um, the archive.org where I upload all the episodes, that comes up. Hyphen Universe is my personal website. Hyphenpodcastgroup.com is the power and the plug. You can find all the episodes on there as well as Hyphen Universe wherever podcasts are sold you can you can you can get it get that podcast apparently you can use downcast if you're on ios which i'm not on and i don't care if i'm not on ios (laughs) i'm okay with it if you want to contact the show be hyphen at gmail.com or hyphen podcast group at gmail.com on twitter at b hyphen at hyphen pie group at hyphen nation pod and on facebook hyphen podcast group or hyphen universe is the way to do that power of positivity is real get that negativity out of your life no matter what that may be no matter what you may do you have to do you always remember that Words of wisdom for today. Cities, why in the fuck are we doing road work at peak times? It doesn't make any sense. I don't run a city. But if I do, if I ever talk to somebody in charge, my first question to them be like, how come y'all choose the worst times to do road work? The worst. I don't understand. Please tell me. That'll be my question. Um, that's about it, guys. I don't really have much else. I'm going to drink this nasty Dunkin' Donuts. I go to work in an hour still. That's what happens when we got to drop your kid off at a certain time again. So I'm just going to relax and chill. And all those things. Because that's how we do it. (laughs) Appreciate each and every one of y'all. Thanks for listening to me rant. And rave. Talk about the truth become human. And why I'm not a CM Punk guy anymore. Sad days. Thanks y'all.